To our listeners, this country is at a crossroads, not one resulting from threats abroad or created by disagreements of men and women as to a person's right to vote or a person's right to freedom. But this moment is one which can hold as much impact on our country as any crossroads I have been alive for. We are here because we have given power to one man who sees fit to wield this power for the sole purpose of progressing his personal agenda. For those of you who haven't heard, for those of you who have heard and are outraged, and maybe most importantly, for those of you who think something wonderful has happened, this message is for you. Just a few hours ago, President Donald Trump fired the director of the FBI, James Comey. Now, Comey was in charge of the Bureau's investigation into Russian ties to Donald Trump, Trump, and the White House. There has been no explanation offered by the White House or President Trump as to why this step was taken. But every American needs to think long and hard about how they will respond to this action. This is the President of the United States firing the man who is investigating him and his team. If you don't see the problem, then I'm going to speak candidly. You are the problem. To sit idly by and watch this unfold would be irresponsible. So to shed some light on this, Vigilant Radio is back and ready to discuss the state of this country just a few days past 100 for President Trump. With me tonight is Daniel Cowder. Dan, how are you? Um, well, I'm rocketing towards the precipice of panic and outrage. How are you doing, Tony? <laughs> uh, Dan, I'm, I'm shocked. Um, you know, the, actions like this that are taken... They only go to show me exactly how irresponsible Donald Trump is as the president, how much he is not ready for this job, and in the end, how much I truly, truly believe he is hiding. Um, To take a step like this and fire the person who is investigating you um, for ties that very clearly won't go away and information keeps coming out about them, it, it just seems so unbelievably ludicrous to me and so obviously a a move to try and solidify this investigation to be controlled by people that he can control. Mm. For the listeners who don't know, uh, James Comey was actually held over as the uh, head of the FBI from the Trump administration and was involved in a lot of uh, news outrage during the presidential election due to his uh, announcing of a reopening of the investigation 17 days before election day uh, regarding Hillary Clinton's emails. Now, later on, he announced that those investigations were ceasing, but uh, a lot of people, despite real lack of proof, but a lot of people feel that impacted the election. Um, it seems so crazy to me that you you get a guy to announce that uh, he's investigating your, your rival in the presidential election, and then you fire him less than, or a little more than 100 days after uh, you get the get the seat. So, Dan, how did you find about find out about this? Um, I was trolling uh, Twitter, minding my own business, blissfully unaware that something like this had happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I had heard that um, former Attorney General Sally Yates had testified uh, before Congress earlier. I heard that she um, provided a much-needed verbal smackdown to Ted Cruz, which I got great joy in watching over and over again. 
Um, and I, I thought that everything was, you know, kind of going, well, slowly, for my taste, with the whole um, Russian connection. But I felt that it was going. And then I see some chatter that doesn't really make any sense, and a whole lot of, you know, um, hashtags are popping up, and things are trending, and I see that Comey's trending, FBI director's trending, um, and then I see the word fired in there somewhere, and I hop over to Reddit, and there's this whole laundry list of news articles that had just come flooding out about how Comey had been fired. Um, And that's about when I started losing my mind. So, um, what, what was your gut reaction to this? Oh, fuck. What's my <laughs> gut reaction? Um, the idea, and, and, and you, you could say this for, for Democrats, for Republicans, for anybody. And th- this is why I'm, I- I'm so, st- I don't know why I'm stunned. I shouldn't be, but I am that there are some people out there that are cheering this and that are saying, this is good news. This is good news. Ha 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 ha, they got him, right? Right. The idea that you, that the dude being investigated fires the dude investigating him because that's one of the powers that are available. That's insane. That is insane. How is that a thing that can happen? But here we are. And if the position was reversed... If Hillary Clinton had won the election and taken with her a Democratic House and a Democratic Senate and now the Supreme Court were Democratic and all the other things, but we had some Republican, some holdover from who knows when, investigating Hillary, and she just fires him, can you even comprehend the spittle-flying rage that the right would have been sent into. And that's, you know, it's an important point and one that I love your color commentary on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is, when I when I made that little intro and I pointed out that I really want people who think that this is a good decision um, to, to think about, if the shoe was on that other foot, and Hillary Clinton was in office and she fired somebody that was investigating her emails because obviously that's the easiest thing to relate to here. If some, if she had done that, what would you be thinking? I'm talking to every listener, anybody who's hearing this. If that had happened, what would you think? That's what we are thinking right now. Okay, That's what everybody that thinks this is ludicrous is thinking and not – not because I am Demo- uh, a Democrat. Uh, it's not. I'm not. Um, so it has nothing to do with political party. This has to do with the absolute absurdity of providing that kind of power and that type of um, yeah, power. I, I've got nothing else. That kind of power to one man to stop an investigation and control an investigation into himself. It's just absolutely crazy to me. And it's um, – <sighs> My goodness. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. My thoughts are just going a thousand miles a minute here. Um, While I, you think. Oh, no, sorry, go I, ahead. I, sorry, it just came back to me. I just wanted to put in, I'm not even a James Comey fan, right? I am not on no. quote unquote Team Comey. This as has nothing con- to yeah. do with him. No, as far as I'm concerned, 
and, and I mean, I will be the first to admit that Hillary Clinton made a thousand mistakes during her um, campaign, and that on top and her of career. The, oh yeah, on her during her career, during her campaign. Also, on top of those two layers of things that went wrong for her or things she did wrong, there were also outside forces that went wrong for her. You know, 30-year smear campaign that's been painted on her by the Republicans. There are a thousand things that went wrong for Hillary Clinton. But I absolutely believe that despite those things, she probably would have squeaked out the win if James Comey hadn't come and had this duty to, you know, report to Congress about a whole big nothing burger that, you know, the the um the Anthony Weiner um Huma Abedin emails ended up being. If he hadn't have said that, she, I mean, you can see on the polls if you go back and look in October, those polls just take a nosedive of like 3 or 4 or 5 points and that's it. By the time the news gets out that there's nothing there, the bad news is already disseminated. So, as far as I'm concerned, James Comey was the final nail in the coffin for my quote-unquote side of the political spectrum. I don't like him. That said, this is bogus to the highest degree. This is constitutional crisis level stuff we're dealing with here. Right, and that's and, and that's the other really big part here. This is not people defending Comey. This has, for me, I, I could care less about the guy. Uh, couldn't care less. I'm sorry. I hate when I mess that one up. <laughs> uh, I couldn't care less about the guy. This has to do with uh, the conduct of the president of the United States and being able to have that kind of power and actually using it. Um, it's really crazy to me. Uh, you know, as a, as a quick aside, Conan the other night uh, was talking about the French election. I don't know if you you heard um, that the, the right wing uh, nationalist was lost significantly. Yeah, the nationalist and, by uh, by a couple million votes, and Conan had made a point. He's like, and it's great because in France, when you lose by a couple million votes, you don't become the president. <laughs> oh, um, I just made sorry. myself yeah. sad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, couldn't help. So back to this issue. So one of the big things is that the White House has not presented any real concrete reason that anyone has seen as to why there was a letter presented, and and that is now. I don't know if leaked is the word or that the White House uh, uh, let out. It was the the letter sent uh, from Donald Trump to Director Comey. It was apparently read to him over the phone. And I want to read the only reason given in here. uh, Well, there's two paragraphs that I want to read. I've received – this is from uh, President Trump. I've received the attached letters from the Attorney General and Deputy Attorney General of the United States recommending your dismissal as the Director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I have accepted their recommendation, and you are hereby terminated, and, oh, I'm sorry, the next line is cut off, um, effective immediately. While I greatly, and this is the important part, while I greatly appreciate you informing me on three separate occasions that I am not under investigation, I nevertheless concur with the judgment of the department, the, the judgment of the Department of Justice, that you are not able to effectively lead the bureau. Now, that is a critical paragraph, in essence, one sentence right there, because what he is saying is, despite the fact that you have told me three times that you're not investigating me, I don't believe you, and because you are doing that, I don't think you are able to effectively lead the bureau. How? unbelievably ludicrous is that i so I, 
There, it, there's so how people there's, aren't just raging about this doesn't make sense to me. There's so much wrong with this. Um, first of all, if I'm starting to hear that one of the reasons, quote unquote, that Jeff Sessions, you know, advised Donald Trump to um, fire Comey was because um, was because of the the, the stuff with um, the Clinton campaign. And right. He had exaggerated the number of emails right. uh, that Hillary Clinton had, in fact, um, you know, sent over the server. He had said hundreds or thousands of emails, and it wasn't actually that many. Yes. And but, that has been corrected, apparently, by the Bureau now. But Jeff Sessions is also on record as saying, quote, he, James Comey, had an absolute duty in my opinion, 11 days or not, to come forward with the new information that he has and let the American people know that too. End quote. So, you have Jeff Sessions back just a couple months ago saying, well, he had an absolute duty to come and talk to the American people about this. Now he's saying, well, because he did that, we're going to fire him? This is horseshit. Dan, it's, you know what, I'm going to make an analogy here that people, there's going to be a lot of listeners on the right that are going to say, oh, come on, you've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read the, read the book 1984? Oh, God, years and years and years ago. All right, so I'm rereading it right now. Um, my wife is reading it, and I decided I would give it a shot to give us, you know, we do a little book club type thing, um, and we can talk about it when we're finished. Well, one of the big things, the themes of that book is how the government controls the news media and actually erases old facts from the news anywhere and goes in and changes it later to whatever they want it to be now, whatever could be true or whatever they want the story to be. Sure. I honestly feel like it's starting to lead in that direction. Like the White House is coming out and saying, oh, well, yeah, the, we didn't really say that a couple months ago. This is what we are standing by now. There is absolutely no backbone to anything that is coming out of the White House right now. And how is that okay with the American public coming from the leader of our country? I, 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 I know it stuns me. It absolutely stuns me. I don't get it. And if look, if someone is listening to this and you disagree with me, please tell me why. I need to understand this. We can have you on the show. We can talk about it. We can you know get coffee. We can email whatever is comfortable for you because I really need to understand why you believe that this conduct is okay. Please. I'm begging you. Let me know. He's begging you. I really am. I see the video feed. He's actually begging. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, Um, I'm pleading, pleading to the computer right now. Just all all the listeners. I I want to know. It's so hard to get feedback from you. And and really, if if you think this is okay, don't hide behind it. Don't be afraid to express your opinion. I had a three-and-a-half-hour debate the other night about how I personally do not believe um, in socialized health care. I don't think there should be a single-payer system. I don't think it should fall on the federal government to, to pay for that or for each American to have to pay additional taxes. I know that is an unpopular opinion with much of social media and many of my friends, but I'm not ashamed of it because it's what I believe. It's not because I don't want to help. Of course I want to help, but I don't think people should be forced to pay. So if you believe something – if you believe it enough to do something like vote for Donald Trump or if you believe in it enough to say, I think Donald Trump should have the power to fire the person who's investigating him, stand up to it. Tell me why. Express it in some type of uh, a coherent way so that we can actually have a substantive conversation 
about what is happening. I won't be angry at you. I'm not going to be upset. I just need to understand where you're coming from. That's my biggest plea. Sorry, it's my soapbox. No, please. I think it's good that you're taking point on this. <sighs> um, so, yeah. So, hi, everyone. We're back. Yeah, right. Yeah. What, what wonderful circumstances. Season. You know what? No, we're not even going to say we're back. It's season two. There you go. Oh, yes. yes. I love that so much more. Season, season two. two Absolutely. Radio. The second and hundred days. You know what's important? I think um, something like this happens, and it really re-energized us uh, very quickly <laughs> to, to need to, to get back on here because – Span of a five-minute conversation. We were like, we're doing this? We're doing this. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Get on Sitting Skype. By, we're doing this. We needed, you know, needed a little time to regroup and rethink of things, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, but you can get tired out, and I know – you know, doing an hour podcast doesn't sound like much to people who are listening, but there's more involved in it than you might realize. And, you know, people need breaks and, and you just need that that uh, charge again. And, and this has definitely been Ooh. the charge. Ooh, uh, man. So, Dan, what what do we tell people to do if you if you if you're not happy with this, um, which, again, if you are, I this will be the last time I say it before the end of the show when I say it again. Um Please let me know. I I, I want to understand. But if you're not happy, Dan, what should everybody? What what should people do? Oh my goodness. Um. Well, do you mind if I soapbox for a minute? Soap it away. Ah, here we come. Um. So yeah, the it, it's a short show tonight, and uh, both Tony and I wish that we're it were under better circumstances. It's this is a situation that seems so surreal we both agreed that the only responsible thing we could do would be to do a show tonight. And we recognize that, you know, this little show of ours may not change much. Um, shout out to all of our listeners. We love all of you. Um, but even if it's not much, it's something within our power that we can do. And therefore we feel it's our responsibility to do it. And that's what all of us need to do right now. We need to do what we can, even if it's only a, a little bit. These are the times that make the history books and define generations. And I don't think that's hyperbole. I think we've left that behind. I really believe that these are the times that define entire generations. And how we respond in these times will define us to our very cores we cannot brush this off as typical political theater, quote unquote, and return to whatever comforting distractions we fall back on. To be complacent in times like these is to be complicit with what is happening. So call your congresspeople and your senators. Call them every day. Call them twice a day. Write to them. Send them emails and handwritten letters and faxes. Blow up their phone lines. Melt them down with sheer volume. Tell them that this autocratic power grab will not stand. Find your local activist groups. Reach out to them. Organize with them and with your neighbors and your neighbors' activist groups. Find a protest to you, near you. I promise you there will be one. And take to the streets. That's what I got. Ladies and gentlemen, it's good to be back. It's important to be back, and it is important to get involved and to get informed. 
to the best of our ability, we are going to help you do that. So please come back next week. Let us know what your thoughts are on everything that happened. And Dan? Yo. What should they do? As always, they should stay vigilant. And please, stay safe. <laughs>